0: become Ms. Forbidden. <laughs>
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode 31 of Macabre Misfortunes. I'm Jerry.
0: And I'm Tracy.
1: Tracy, we have a cool story today. Good. A hundred and four years ago, a horrific train wreck decimated the Hagenbach wallace Circus.
0: Well, that sounds horrible.
1: It does, and it is. Now, that circus might not be a circus name that you're familiar with. They weren't the largest... Of course, that was P.T. Barnum's circus. But they weren't very far off. Uh, you'll eventually learn that they were actually the third biggest in the, in the country at that time. All right. So by 1918, they had approximately 250 performers. Everything from acrobats to clowns and, of course, lion tamers, some mm-hmm. equestrians. So a little bit of everything. The original circus was the Carl Hagenback Circus. And then they were bought out by James Wallace. And uh, that happened back in 1907. And that's when it became the Hagenbeck-Wallace Circus. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's, it's either Hagenbeck or Hagenbeck. So you'll probably hear me pronounce it, pronounce it a couple of different ways because <laughs> I, I couldn't find anything that actually showed me the correct way. I've heard it both ways. Okay. So from this point on, I'm just going to say Hagenbeck. Yeah. Because I think that's what it is. Close enough. Anyway, by 1918, the circus had grown into a $1 million spectacle that required two separate trains of 28 cars each just to transport all the performers, the animals, costumes, and gears across the country.
0: Pretty big deal back in the day. Yes.
1: Circuses were actually huge at this time, and it's mainly because of the railroads. Uh, the enormous growth of the railroad after the U.S. Civil War fueled the golden age of the circus why do you think that was take a guess
0: i I really don't know
1: (laughs) well in the pre-railroad days circuses would load everything onto horses and wagons and basically plod through mud from small town to small town can you imagine and now they can just get on a railroad and literally be in a big city that was hundreds of miles away overnight
0: very nice
1: so it made it a whole lot more fathomable more than a third of the circuses at this time traveled by train. The circuses were an unmatched event when they came to town. It was like the big deal, so it was like a holiday. Whenever the circus came to town, it disrupted everybody's lives in a good way.
0: That's great.
1: To the point where stores closed, factories closed, and schools actually even shut down for the like our derby. The, yeah, literally. So the Hagenbeck Wallace Circus was, like I said, the third biggest in the country. Now, P.T. Barnum was the biggest, but he was also East Coast only. I wonder why. But I guess just just for traveling-wise, it probably made it easier. Mm. But he stayed on the East Coast. This group was in the Midwest, and they were actually the Midwest version of P.T. Barnum. So they were actually, if you couldn't see P.T. Barnum, this was a good replication. When they came to town, visitors expected to see expertly trained animals, trapeze artists, and they were also known for their breathtaking equestrian acts. So top of the line, horses Mm -hmm. and riders. With all that being said, traveling by train came with its own risks. Deadly railroad accidents were very common back during this time. Years before the incident we'll talk about, Back in 1897, when the circus was just known as the Great Wallace Show, the 26 trained horses were killed in a railroad accident.
0: Oh my gosh. In 1903,
1: a second accident occurred. In this incident, a second train just plowed right into a train that uh, was ahead of it when it was coming into the train yard. This killed 26 men and several animals. Neither of these, though would compare compared to the disaster that awaited the circus on June 22nd, 1918.
0: Well, I mean, that sounds pretty bad on that first event. Did the train just go off the tracks or I know you said the ones collided, but.
1: Oh, I don't know what happened on the first one. I just know that they said there was an accident. I'd, I'd imagine it probably just like you said, probably just derailed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these trains, when they would derail, I mean, they go off the side of cliffs and mm. everything else. So the incident we're going to talk about today is actually called the Hammond Circus Train Wreck. That's as it was known because it happened in Hammond, Indiana. So the circus had just completed two shows in Michigan City, Indiana. And that's just outside of Chicago, if you're not from that area. They were traveling overnight to Hammond, Indiana, about 45 miles away. Now, the first train, it carried workers and many of the uh, the trained animals. It made it to the destination in Hammond with no issues whatsoever. But the second train had a hot box issue. Now, this issue was an overheated axle bearing, and that could cause a fire and catch the whole train uh, on fire, which was a problem, so it had to be handled immediately. So the engineer stopped the train. Now, this was about 4 a.m. in the morning. That's when the second train pulled off the sidetrack. Which, by the way, if you ever hear people talk about when they're saying something and they change gears and they say, oh, I got sidetracked.
0: Oh, that's that's, not where that came from? Well, the
1: term just in general came from the old railroad days because there would be a track you could pull off of the main track if you had an issue, which was known as a sidetrack.
0: I'll be dang. That's interesting.
1: Anyways, they pull off on the sidetrack, but they couldn't fit the entire train
0: on the sidetrack.
1: So the last five cars, including two sleeper cars were still on the main track. So the engineers were working, doing what they needed to do. The performers were asleep back in the sleeping cars. And that's when an empty train, a train that was used to uh, transport soldiers to the East Coast for deployment over to Europe, this train came barreling down the main track. Matter of fact, it drove past. I'm going to even rephrase that. The driver blew past several stop signals And the lamps of several of the circus engineers that were standing outside to warn them, hey, there's a train up here still on the tracks.
0: Well, Why would he do that?
1: I don't know. The train, which was steel framed, slammed into the
0: wooden
1: circus coaches at approximately 50 to 60 miles per hour. Oh,
0: wow. And I'll
1: tell you about it right after a quick break from our sponsor. The sound of the crash was so loud that nearby farmers were awoken and they rushed to see what had happened. Now, Henry Miller, he was uh, an assistant light manager, was thrown from the wreckage. He suffered minor injuries, but he was in the coach next to the caboose. He was asleep when when the train was Mm -hmm. barreled into. He woke to the sound of splintering wood. Then there was another crash, then another, and another. The train buckled on itself. He said it parted in the middle as if it was cut down the middle with a knife. In the moments after the impact, the kerosene lamps that hung in the hallways of the wooden cars quickly set everything on fire. Survivors clawed their way out of the debris or they called for help before they were engulfed by the flames. Acrobat Eugene Inyos, was trapped beneath some wooden beams. He got some help from his wife, Mary, and Lon Moore. Uh, Lon was actually one of the clowns in the circus. So they pulled um, Eugene and kind of got him clear just as the flames had reached him. So they got him out. Most weren't so lucky, though. The fire spread so quickly that the crash survivors risked their own lives to pull friends and family out of the wreckage. The Gary, Indiana, and the Hammond, Indiana Fire Department, well, they got on site as quickly as they possibly could, but the only source of water was some nearby shallow marshes.
0: Oh, this is so devastating.
1: They brought in a wrecking crane to try to help pull people out of the debris, but they couldn't initially use it because the heat from the fire was too intense the task of identifying the dead and the serious injured was almost hopeless not only were many of the bodies burned beyond recognition but practically everyone in the train was either killed or injured more than 100 people were injured and 86 were killed including some of the circus's most famed performers such as animal trainer millie jewel also known as the girl without fear jenny ward todd was a trapeze artist Louise Cottrell was a bareback rider and several others, but these were all people that were very famous in the business. They were superstars. In the aftermath, the family of the ones dead and injured struggled on just basically who to blame for the incident.
0: Oh, I don't think there's a question about who to blame.
1: Well, you would think. But was it the railway company itself? The engineer driving the empty train was Alonzo Sargent. Now, he was arrested and charged with manslaughter. Mm -hmm. Was it the circus? They did leave five cars onto the main track.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's true. All of this um, was complicated by the fact that the circus and the other train company pretty much tried to skirt blame. They all tried to point fingers and say it was the other person's fault. A spokesperson for the Interstate Commerce Commission actually released a statement to the Chicago Daily Tribune saying, We do everything we can to discourage the use of wooden cars on passenger trains, and we urge the substitution of steel ones. That's all we can do. So there's your other part of it. We're the circus to blame for using wooden cars, because if these were steel-framed cars, like the one that hit them, there may not have been as much damage as much death, and there definitely wouldn't have been the flames engulfing wooden cars yeah, well, that's from true. the kerosene.
0: So did the other engineer not get hurt at all?
1: I don't. Uh, apparently not, because he got arrested.
0: Dang. On so.
1: in the following weeks, fifty-three of the deceased performers were offered a burial in a large plot at Woodlawn Cemetery in Chicago, which had been provided by the Showman League. Now, the Showman League was a a fraternal order that was created in 1913 to support men and women in show business. Only five victims had marked graves. The rest were burned too badly to identify. When the coffins arrived, more than 1,500 people showed up to pay their respect. The graves were memorialized with a stone elephant, its trunk. Drooping in sadness.
0: What a sad story. It was. That is really sad.
1: So, you know, I like to end with a fact.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This fact actually comes from this story. Interesting. I thought this was interesting. What about the survivors? They decided that the show must go on. Despite the tremendous physical and psychological toll of the accident, the Hagenbeck-Wallace Circus only missed two performances.
0: You are kidding me.
1: This was thanks to other circuses providing equipment and crew.
0: Oh, I don't know how they did that. They were so brave.
1: That would be very hard to do. That
0: would be so hard to do. I
1: mean, you lose literally...
0: 75% of your...
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you lost eighty-three. The headstone was two hundred fifty people. Eighty-three people died, so you lose, you know, eighty-three or so people, mm. and then you had a hundred people that were injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one hundred eighty people out of two hundred fifty. Mm-hmm. That would be very tough to come back from, and I would imagine that you know it was because that the first car made it okay. So I would think that was primarily the people that were performing. So they weren't involved in the actual accident from a physical standpoint. Yeah, but but emotionally, yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know how they could do it. They were very strong. So very sad story.
1: Anyways, that wraps it up for us. And uh, I'd say I hope you enjoyed that because that really sounds bad to enjoy that. But the reality of it is, it's an interesting story. It is. We hope you enjoyed
0: hearing it. Yeah, we love y'all. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.